Amen. We certainly thank God for each of you who are here on this day. It's always good to proclaim that the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. We're so thankful to God for all of you because before us on this day, our call to worship today will be taken from Psalm 66. Psalm 66, the first four stanzas of Psalm 66 will be our call to worship. In that place you'll find these words written. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his, make his praise glory. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Lord, and a blessing to the reading of this word as found in Psalm 66, 1 through 4. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to this hour once again to thank you. Thank you for this another day we've never seen before. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you allowed us to see this brand new day that we have never seen before. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because as we look back over last week, yeah. uh, we found that you placed us in a new week that we've never seen before. Yeah. So, Heavenly Father, we, we, we come for no show today. We just come to say thank you. Yeah. We come to lift up our voices in praise to you. Yeah. We come to worship your high and holy name and the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, yeah. our Lord and Savior. Oh, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us and keeping us, bringing us to this place one more time. We thank you for those, Heavenly Father, who have come this way who have never been here before. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you allowed them to go right safe. We pray for those who are on their way at this time. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we enter into this time of worship and praise of your high and holy name, we ask that you continue to permeate this place with the power of your Holy Spirit. Join us together, Heavenly Father, heart to heart, breast to breast. Allow us to come together as one. As we all in one accord lift up our voices in praise to you. Thank you for all that is going to transpire in this place today. May everything that we do say sing, preach, be found pleasing in your Thank you, Heavenly Father, once again for this opportunity. And we pray this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus, the one who took away our sins. We pray this prayer in his name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
gracious and loving Father, we come this morning, first of all, just wanting to say thank you. Thank you, Father God, for our laying down, not only last night, our getting up, not only this morning, but the past week before that, Father God. Everything that you've given us during this week. Father God, thank you for your darling son, Jesus, who came down from body and two generations that we all might have that right to the tree of life. Father God, forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings, Father God. Forgive us of our sins and words and thoughts and deeds. Forgive us of our iniquities. Father God, we want to thank you, Father God. We want to thank you for your loving kindness. We want to thank you for your glorious mercy. And most of all, Father God, we want to thank you for your all power, saving grace, Father God. And I want you to help in the times of need. Thank you, Father God. Father God, we're praying, Father God, for all the sick and shut in all over this world. Not only the sick and shut in here at Cedar Top Baptist Church, Father God, but all across our Facebook land, merciful Father. We're praying for the sick and shut in, Father God. Due to the illness that has plagued and began to plague our country, Father God. Yeah. Father God, we know that you are the doctor of all doctors, merciful Father. You are the healer of all healers. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, Father God. But we know, merciful Father, that you have your hand upon it all, Father God. Father God, give us the strength. Continue to just trust in you, Father Trust in you, merciful Father, and lean not into our own understandings, Father God. Oh, merciful Father, thank you. Thank you, Father God, for each and every one and family that's assembled. Bless and keep and touch them, protect them, and make it great for them, Put your arms around the youth you see the talking you all over this world. Let them know, merciful Father, that this guidance in the name of Jesus is not in the Father God, we thank you for the pastor that you have put over the seat of Keep him safe from harm. Put a hedge around him, merciful Father, and guide him as he's on his way. Merciful Father. And give him a, 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 a prosperous and Great return, yeah. Back home, bless his wife by his side and his entire family. Put your hand across on my deacon board and all the far members. Bless this minister Let him deep down, deep into the bowels of our holy word, that he might bring a word to a dying generation. Yeah. Where someone might say, What must I do? Continue to strengthen and guide as to get to this point. Thank you, Father. Merciful Father, after the last prayer, 
last word that we choose. We ask that you give us somewhere, somewhere in my home to lay out of here. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Time for our offering this morning. Special offering this morning is God's word says this in Malachi 3.8. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. Amen. 
it's time for our children's moment. You know, all our children to come down. Rosa 
I was the little girl. You gotta understand, I went to church seven days a week. My grandmother was the, the treasurer. My mother was the head of Sunday school. They go daily at 15. I grew up in the the church of George W. Bush, you know, Robert Rule Court. So everything had to be done to so. And I was the, the choir member that couldn't be quiet. <laughs> so I just want to say to all the children and all your parents, if you got a child who can't be quiet, she may grow up to do TV and radio. I'm just saying. <laughs> and at 45, and my mother would be 71 in just a few days, I love to grow that out. Sometimes when I take her on the road with me, and a lot of times, you know, if I travel, do different gigs, whatever, you know, but the children go, my mother goes. And my son is autistic, so my mother helps care for him. So everybody knows. We're all in the car, and I'm driving wherever, and I love to just go out. You know, remember when you used to put me on punishment? <laughs> and I'd have to sit in the choir there by myself. I'm just saying, I don't want to say I told you so, but I want you to remember what I was saying. If the babies talk, let them talk. <laughs> but when I would ask you, you put that steps on the go. It's been a while. I put it on my calendar. I'll be there. And I never, and I was familiar with Eric. I've never been here to this particular church. But I, I looked it up and I said, okay, I'll be there. And over the months, I just, oh, I know we've got history on then, you know, God has a way of showing what you're supposed to say and where you're supposed to be when he wants you to be there. My life has taught me that. So one of the things that I've gone through, a ton of stuff, and really fell into media by accident, I realized that media is my ministry. So I decided today, instead of writing a speech, I just wanted to kind of give you my testimony to tell you how I fell into media. And I, I like to use the term, like, Zone, but my kids are here and they know this come on which readers are, you know, you can't see. So I coined this phrase that I began my media career by the world's accident, but by God's assignment. See, the world, what they see is wrong or an accident, God already got a purpose in the plan. But I also learned that everything up until you deal with their plan to you, that's him preparing you for whatever you're supposed to do. So whatever you're going through, those bad moments, rough moments, understand that's just part of the lesson. You build that spiritual muscle. I promise you, we can get you together. But whatever it is, the next step is. And for me, media, when I say it happens by accident, it happens by accident. At this particular time, 2015 or so, I was VP for every company. I was going through the thing, a very abusive relationship. During this time, there was a lot of things going on very bad. But, literally, I still banned on the blood on me. God gave me my first client. And that was still in the, in the marketing industry. Pretty much my background. But doing that, meeting folks, getting out there, and some interviews and such, there was a network in St. Louis where an article got the CEO reached out. I'd love to have him on my show. I go, okay. And I love to talk. I mean, they in trouble, but I'm good. <laughs> so I go on there and do an interview. Call me next week. Say, hey, we want you to come back and do it again. Okay. <laughs> the third time, I'm like, all right. Next thing I know, it was almost my birthday in 2015. They offered me to come show. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm in Louisville, you're in St. Louis. So we use long, you know, chorus. And then, what is it? Uh, what is it? Cans, remember? I didn't know what we were going to do. They got everything together, prepared it. The biggest thing in Louisville, do my show every week. But, remember the first time getting on air, my show was so nervous. Now here's the thing, doing this, this show is going out all over the world. But 
I'm sitting in my car doing it because I didn't want to cry and pray because I am a mom of three. Now, I got one that's grown and married now, but at the time, she was still home. You got to realize, it's noise, I got dogs, we got cats, we got everything in my house but goats, I promise you. My kids see if they bring it home. And my son is asking for a chinchilla right now. I said, look, not today, no, you won't. Yes, no, we're not doing that in the name of Jesus. I'm not doing that. Enough people and animals in this house. So I got all this noise. So I'm sitting in my car. Headphones on, computer, iPad over here, other phones, and I'm doing this podcast. But when I... When I'm doing the show, it just, it was like my soul said, oh. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh my God, I love this. See, my mother told me to be quiet. See, I'm going to listen to Frank and get that. But I realized that for me, being able to have a platform that allowed me to give others a platform is where my ministry so I wanted to just kind of take you through some of my journey. Now, like I said, it was world active, it was God's assignment. That's the assignment. And you know, I believe that every time I get to hold something, produce a show, do a radio, do TV, do I do a magazine, it's an opportunity for me to minister. It's an opportunity for me to give a voice to those who often come on now, that but who often go unheard, who are not represented fairly in me. Come on now. Y'all know that how they want to show up, like man, like woman, don't matter. It's not always the best life. And so I thought, you know, well, how do I help change that? I'm one person. Can't change the world, but I want to do my part. So I decided that every platform that I create, whether it's radio, TV, magazine, uh, helping others, it is going to give a voice to those who normally go with her, who don't fit into that negative box. Because let the world tell it, we don't have a story. Let the world tell it, you ain't worth hearing. But see, God told me something different. We are all a voice on this world that He created, and we deserve to be heard. So then I realized, oh, goodness, you gave me a big old assignment. I, I don't have a notebook to write these notes down. God started giving me to do this. When it came to my magazine, and let me just say I've never published a magazine. I am not a journalist. I'm not a writer. I didn't want to do that. He literally gave me a dream, and it was like a download to the do the thing that was doing. And I did it exactly like I told him to do it. And here we are almost four years, and the magazine gets millions of views and expressions these issues. But within that magazine, there's a section I call the spotlight section. And I intentionally us and what we do. See, I don't care if you got one dollar, two dollars, three dollars, million dollars. It's all about the story. Because see, what you do is part of your ministry. See, God got a purpose for all of us. And then when we come together, you know, we can light up the universe. And, and when I look at the various folks who walk around and tell their story, you have to understand. When you don't tell your story, when you get quiet, when you let the world make you feel ashamed, doing God a disservice. So he sent you through that for a reason. He's got a prime, a reason, and a purpose for whatever it is. And you don't know who's in the room you're speaking. You don't know who you are ministering to. That person may never tell you. That person you may never know, but they need to hear. And I don't like to hear that, that my black women and my black men that we are silent. It's just not right. And I want to challenge everybody to make sure that you are spotlighting us. 
that you are sharing your platform. And see, people think when I say platform, I mean I'm going to show this. No. Can I tell you my story? You can tell your story. When we start doing that, that's encouraging us. Because I want to see everyone not only live their assignment, follow the vision that God gives them, but I also want to see us encouraging each other. We're in a time right now, 2020, and it's some horrible things happening across the globe. We are at a time where we are all tasked, whether we want to admit it or not, to put some good out in the world. But we are tasked to encourage each other, lift each other up. And even though the negativity, social media, I'm going to say it, I'm going can be so negative. You know, we are fed negative images and negative stories and words constantly. Our children are, we are, through media, through you know, social media. We're fed it so much that sometimes we become desensitized to it. And I, I, I want to challenge you all. Is that my phone right? Y'all so sorry. Okay. Oh, we got the same ring coming. <laughs> I got to, oh, I got to go around you like that. And it's always my cat. <laughs> I want to challenge you all. <laughs> I probably my cat. I'll show you probably. I want to challenge you all to meet someone, have those conversations, encourage that person who's got a vision, encourage that sister who's trying to start their business, or the young person that's uh, got this vision. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do this. Have those conversations. Encourage them. Be the positive that we need. When you're on social media, instead of uh, jumping on the negative story, be the lightning story. Send a prayer. Send an encouragement. We can shift the balance of the world, but we've got to do it together. And I feel like it's like the goal of time. And the enemy comes to what is a kill, steal, and destroy. So we got to realize a lot of that stuff we fed every day, that's the enemy. Don't trick the enemy. He does not want us happy. He doesn't want us successful. He doesn't want us to come together. He doesn't want me to sit down and have a, a talk with you and say, what's your business dream? How can I help you? He doesn't want me to come here and speak to the church. He doesn't want me to tell y'all about staying in trouble all the time. He wants me to keep that to myself. But the Lord said, be honest, and I saved my trouble talking. <laughs> I have learned that God, when he puts that assignment on me, he puts that purpose, you got to run with it. you got to do it. you got to walk forward. And I wanted to make sure that I touched on how it taught me lessons. As I've gone through this journey, as I've been able to trace blessings, to travel across the country, speak, do shows, meet people, I realized that I carry the weight of everybody that came before me. I carried my grandma, my grandfather, my parents, I carried my great grandparents, everybody who Blood, sweat, and tears, sacrifice, gave something so we have the right to do the most basic things like walk through the Walgreens. Think about it, because they can do that. We can walk in the store if we want to, walk through the mall. We can walk through the on social media. Think about it. 56 years ago, you could say some of the stuff they say now, come on, you can make it home. So I realized, you know, I carry the weight of that, but it's not a negative weight. It's a weight that keeps me angry. It's the weight that keeps me walking. It's not the weight that bears me down. No, it keeps me where I need to be. We all carry that weight. And together, we can change so much. And when it comes to media, y'all know that now. And that's just, I had to make a conscious decision to not be that negative. I had to make choices 
But I don't want to be in the negative place. Because, see, God will put you in a situation. I'll tell you a little bit. This was the moment when I realized, okay, God, you're watching me. And this is the moment I go left or right or wrong or right. I was with the network. They were starting a women's network. And they appointed me vice president of the network.
You know what I mean? But I mean, I didn't have money to invest in what I was trying to do. God brought everybody on my team. And I don't mean one team. I have a full team of people. I have everybody from a photographer, media team, a glam squad. I got folks that do promotion. He brought everybody in. And we talked. We were honest. What are you trying to do? Let's see how I can help you. Let me see how you can help me. And we do something for you. God will give you what you need to complete your assignment. You got to trust him. You got to know that. He'll give you the test. Because those things, I mean, they, they build that spiritual muscle. You will run into some things that make you say, oh my God, what's going on here? But if you have it, God can listen. And you let him lead you. I promise you, he will take you the journey. And you will get where you're supposed to be at just the right time in front of the people you're supposed to be at just the right time. I know that without fault, he will get you there. You gotta have faith. But my one biggest piece of advice for the journey to enjoy the journey. See, the world wants you to look fast. The world wants you to have fast success. You gotta be driving this, you gotta have that. And we forget all that. We so busy trying to get, whoop, stop thinking what I did. Appreciate it. There's a reason for it. 
you know, my son, he said, my son, he is autistic. They said he would walk, talk, do anything. God has brought him so far. If I brought him in here right now, y'all would be like, take him outside, because he's just looking for But he can talk. He, I mean, he can do everything that he can do. And I was at Ian talking patience. He talked about matters. And this is going on before they went into me. And it's funny, because I think about it. And I think, had this happened, these opportunities happened to me, like, I was in my 20s. I would have been some story on TMZ. <laughs> It was the latest swing of the chandelier back and forth. I don't know. But it just would not be the place. After starting my journey with my son and realizing that there are just some things in life you don't need to swim. Those so small things, God don't want you to worry about that. It don't matter. You know, somebody doesn't like you. They're not God. Keep your eye on God. I'm telling you, keep your eye on God and everything that you are supposed to have, you will have. And I enjoy what I do, and this is the first time in my life that what I do brings me joy to where I get up. Even when I'm tired, and I'm 45, I got off right. I'm saying I don't want to get up. But I get up, so I'm going to do what we're going to have today. I'm going to the station. See, when DJ can listen to me, I got to get on. But I go in there with purpose. God will give you that. And I want to say, Casey, she has something I have struggled with. That's why I know I got my son at just the right time. He's going to talk. And we want things. This is an instant gratification world, microwave world. I want to say, now, now, now. You got to go through some things to be prepared for other things. You know, and let me say that again. You got to go through some things to be prepared. Because you got to understand, you have to be mentally and spiritually ready to hold whatever he puts in your hand. Because if you don't, it's going to fly right through your fingers. So you have to be prepared by him. World, you know, they tell them, oh, I used to ask, I'll be sent to my kids, my mother said, you know, bring out the world, I got prepared. Yeah, it's fair to do that. But see, if we ain't been prepared by God, a lot of stuff ain't gonna work out. We have to heed those warnings, those lessons, listen, pay attention. Most of all, keep our eyes on God. I'm telling you, he gets you there. And I just want to say, when it, when it comes to black history, and I've really been thinking about where's my place? Then I realized we all got plays in black history. I'm black history, you black history, black history. Because see, my kids will look at me. They'll realize, oh, she did this and that. Their kids will look at them. We are all a part of black history. Yes, history is what happened before us. And we are currently making black history. So my, my promise, the thing that I've told God I will continue to do is to make sure that I continue to create opportunities, platforms, methods to give a voice to those who are discounted. There's more of us that are discounted every day that are not. There are more of us every day that are told be quiet. We don't look a certain way. We got the right skin color. We don't have the right this, the right education. We're not worthy. That's the world talking to us. But I made that promise that I will make sure that I continue to create platforms and help and spotlight. You see, I don't need you to be famous for me to interview you. What is that? I want to know your story. Because somewhere in your story is purpose for you and purpose for somebody else. So again, keep your eyes on God. And babies up here talking about y'all love this much. <laughs> there might be something in their future that gets in there. I'll just say it. But I, I, I got to get back to home. I got to get back to the stage. Our station is We do the animals every other Sunday. So I got to get back. But I want to say to you I thank you so much for having me, for inviting me. It's an honor. It's a privilege. I'm humbled. And I mean, I, when I 
earth is like this. I was an alkalite. I was an urchin. <laughs> I was in the choir. I was youth minister. At children's church, I did with a puppet with a Jerry girl. We talked about that later. And he had a real Jerry girl. They had who they had it made out of wood and put real hair for it for every Sunday. Youth minister had to go and spray him down with snow globe, get it together. <laughs> So the girl used to run down my arm and I was a kid. Every, every role in the church. But I was so grateful that my mother, my father, my grandparents, my family made me go to church. Because it wasn't until I was in my 30s I realized every day I didn't serve a purpose. I was the only kid sitting in a trustee meeting. I was the only kid in the budget meeting. I knew I was like, mm, can I get paid this week? Mm-hmm. We got we got low on funds. I knew these things were like five or six years old. But there was a reason for that, and it, it prepared me for corporate world, it prepared me for business meetings. So I'm just saying, whatever you're going to do, church, remember, it, it translates to something in life. So kids, I don't know if you, your parents bring you a lot. If they do, come on and go learn something from it. I had to. I used to have the sack lunch and the lunch bar and all that stuff. Some people going to be there all day. My grandpa was trusty, so I had to help him polish the pew with Murphy's oil. <laughs> They put me to work, and now as I'm talking, I got a lot of free labor. I'm on physical bill. <laughs> but it was an honor to be in here because this place, I feel so at home. This is, I'm going to say, exactly down to the life the church I grew up in. I grew up at Walker Memorial United Methodist Church on Shelbyville Road, on Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky. And I tell you what, uh, I was a trainer for the world. When they closed that church, they closed the piece of my heart. My oldest daughter was the last person baptized in the church. And it's something that that time of your life can be so influential. I still pull from that every day. I'm still pulling from the things my parents taught me. My grandparents said, church members said, pastors said. I still stay connected to many of those folks. So your church home, that's your base. That keeps you secure. Trust me. It keeps you uh, where you need to be. So cherish and cherish each other. And know that uh, no matter what, if you go through life, you got family. You got people you can call on. And that in itself is a blessing. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I would love to come back. I am going to get back to Louisville. I don't really want to go, but I'm going. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have to see you picture the cat in the room, because I promise you this is like. <laughs> Thank you guys so much.
And, and he retired in 2010. 2010. And, and uh, just, uh, he, he's received numerous uh, awards. The Bronze Star of Valor. That's, that's, people don't get the Bronze Star. Mainly, and most importantly, is that one day God told him and called him to preach. And, and we know he's preaching, so we're excited uh, to have him. And, and following the next song, we're going to hear uh, Minister Case come to us and reminded me uh, of, of one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Oh, taste and see that God is good. So without further ado, won't you join me and say, Minister Taste? Show us, Show us that God is good. Amen.
but you are told to be happy about the home. There's just no way, no way, no how, that you can figure yourself doing that. So let's read together. First and towards the goal. Not that I've already attained or have already perfected, but I press on that I might lay hold of that for which is Jesus Christ. And also lay hold of me. Brother, I do not count myself out to have apprehended. The one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things that are ahead of me. I press towards that goal. For the prize of, of the upward call is God in Christ Jesus. You know, one of the reasons why Paul wrote Philippians was to thank them for supporting his ministry. Not just in prayer, but for the financial gift that they gave Picture yourself again, like I said, in jail. Not just, just do this in thought, but figure this over here in jail. Again. Just imagine being locked down and the world is telling you that you're a failure. The world is telling you that you will never be something in life. Like I said, God said in Matthew, Matthew 20, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. So that is what I'm going to do for my Father. Now remember something. Whenever I say joy, joy and happy is the same thing. Joy and happy. In Philippians 1, it talks about the joy of suffering. And the pastor said he has already done y'all in Philippians this January. So y'all are already familiar with the joy of suffering. Now I said earlier, how many of you could be happy in a time Suffering. Some of the words like affliction, anguish, misery go through your head when you're being afflicted with pain and agony and distress. What about hardship? We've all had hardship. We all go through it. Philippians 2, chapter 2, emphasizes the joy of serving. And as you already know, the joy of serving. Serving and serve the Lord to the best of your ability. How many of you come to church to serve God? How many of us leave this church and serve the Lord? It's hard to do every day. Because we know in this world right now, it is full of hate. Full of hatred. But it's on us. Maintain our bearing and to be happy and to enjoy serving the Lord. Philippians 3 is what we're going over today, and it is 
the joy of belief. Now, how many of you can say that you believe with all your heart that Jesus is raised from the dead? To make your life Because believe it or not, it's no secret. Believe it or not, there's some of us in here who don't believe that Jesus was born. There was a study done before he said that about 50 people are going to the congregation of 50 people. They asked, how many of you believe Jesus is real? 29 said either yes, no, or I don't know. 29. So let me give you a hint. Five said no. 16 said yes. So you got that big number. What's left? 29 said I don't know. 29 said, I don't know. So I asked myself, why? Why do we think that 29 said no? Or excuse me, I don't know. Because we always look at it and say, we don't see it. But we don't see it, we don't believe it. And we know that's hard for us, right? Because what we don't see, we tend to not believe it. Somebody said that I'm a rich man and I got $20 million in my car. Until you see it, you won't believe it. Those 29, you think that Jesus is not alive because you didn't see it. So out of those questions, which one of those are you? Which one of those are you to say that you believe that Jesus is one who you see and not who you see? Philippians 4 emphasizes on the joy of giving. But we're not going to go there because we already know the joy of giving. We already gave today. We're not about to make <laughs> But we always know, we all know that we can only give what we have, right? Even though we're supposed to give terms, so we give what we can. And as long as you do that, you will be blessed. As long as you make an effort to try, you will be blessed. Right? But again, again, today we're going over Philippians 3, which is the joy of what? Believing. Pressing towards the goal. So, what if I told you to put your mind as Paul did when you were in pain and agony, when you're broken and you can't pay this bill? Why don't you put your trust in God? I mean, as soon as you start going through some stress and agony, you need to start praying. You need to start telling Satan, I rebuke you. You see, that's not hard, but it's easy to say. God will make a way out of the way. When you're feeling hurt, your kids, your wives, your husbands, sisters, brothers, and most of all, most of all, your friends turn their back on you. So you feel betrayed, dissed, <laughs> you feel disrespected. But there is no one, one, there is no one better to turn to but to the Lord. Yeah. 
And verse 12 says, not that I already attained or I've already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold on me. Now, again, like I told you, I'm not a long-winded person. I did a little bit of screaming when I was at my kids in the little army. I don't do all that. You know, they used to be doing all the screaming. I didn't do it. Anyway, before I screamed, the rest of you looked at me and listened. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So let me break it down into the 21st century terms so they can understand this. And I'm not challenging anybody's intelligence. But we're to press on, press on, and let the haters hate. Let them haters hate, right? I had to break it down to what they see, what they heard, right? Let those haters hate. Those of us that's older than 30. <laughs> we just keep it going, right? We keep it going. But let the haters hate. Just keep doing you. People will hate you for whatever you do. But as Paul did, you keep doing what you do. You keep moving. Keep standing. You, know, you already know God gave you the glory. Keep moving. Keep what? Pressing on. That's what the Bible says. It says keep pressing on. But I will press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold We've got a glory in everything that we do. Think positive in everything we do. And watch what happens next. Think the whole body for the pain that you're going through. That sounds crazy. So you're going through something that you keep on thinking. I'm telling you. You're going through something to think out. Yeah. Because what you're going through is only going to make you what? Stronger. What you're going through is only going to make you stronger. Man. It's going to make you wiser. But it's going to make you stronger. So thank you, even though it doesn't sound no, right. Thank you. Yeah. When somebody cuts you out, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And they're going to see what they do. They're going to turn it back to the what? Thank you. When your boss cuts you off, you get they get angry at you. Thank you. Thank you. Even when the pastor look at you and say, you didn't do this right. Thank you, Pastor. Because <laughs> you're doing it all in good faith. That's right. But what you're doing is telling the Satan and telling the devil, right? You ain't got me. Because I'm thanking God for this pain that I'm going through. When I'm getting hurt by somebody that I love, thank you. When your family members and your parents get mad at you and you're getting they angry, they 
you're going to say thank you. <laughs> because I guarantee you, when you're an adult, the things that you're going through, you're going to eventually say, tell them thank you because it's what you're going through, what they put on you, made you stronger. Believe it or not. So when they're telling you and they're, they're getting on you, please, don't get upset. Because all that's going to do is cause strength. There's no need to get angry at each other. Just do it with you. But you're going to thank them later. Because when your kids grow up and they do the same thing, you need to do the Now I know. My mom and my dad did this. Now I know. So when you're going through those trials and those tribulations, again, I told you I'm not a speaker. I'm just a talker. I like to get the message of the When you go out there, you're trying tribulations. And you feel like you're at the end. You're going to be stronger. Right there. Yeah. As kids, you, you look at your parents and you think you know about more than what they know. <laughs> but believe it or not, they already know been there. So Paul is telling this congregation, telling them, in the jail to be happy. But again, I told you, how can you be happy in a time of trouble? Yeah. Well, let me help you out. When you look at the refrigerator and it looks like it's empty, thank God. Because it's empty for a reason. Because you're not listening to it. If you learn to listen to it, then you learn to grow in it. And you will see that refrigerator grow. And what you think is small is always big in his eyes. That's right. It's those little things. It's those little things that you do. It's those little prayers that you do. When you're driving and you're praying. When you're walking into the building, you're praying. When you're walking inside the chapel, you're praying. It's those little things that you never stop praying. And thank you, God. Yeah. Well, thanks. Why not just be happy for God? He has blessed you with everything you did that you that you desire. But I know we don't have the Cadillacs. We don't have the the sports cars that we want. And we think that our kids don't have anything. And that's why we go crazy and go broke for Christmas. You know, we get our paycheck and we go first thing we do when we go to our Christmas. And then we look at it and say, well, we ain't got enough food for Christmas. And what do we do? We go to pie, we go to this. Instead of just trusting in God, he's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. Stay positive. You don't need that cat like right now. You don't have to be jealous of that other person who got that Cadillac. Because God gave it to him in his season. No season is coming up. And when you get your season, can you handle that season? Can you handle it? So when you get that Cadillac, you'll be able to still drive it. I'm going to hundred dollars. Why? God didn't say, he said, he gave it to you for a reason. It's your season. No reason to get angry at anybody. No time will come. Stop rushing life. No time, no time. And I'm not speaking just for the young people, I'm talking about brother. Do 
know, we rush to think that you, you know, at your at your end of the rope, and you try to make a way out of no way, and it doesn't get nowhere just because why? You're making it about you. Are you trusting God like you say you're trusting God? Well, I'm not perfect. I'm not <laughs> perfect from here to there. I'm a normal person just like me. I put my clothes on just like me. I put my shoes on just like me. But what's, what makes us family is that we pray together. So don't look down upon me, don't look up upon me, just look at me as a person as a child of God, just like you. I go through pain and agony just like you. All, every last one of us goes through pain and agony. That's what makes us Christians, that's what makes us together, that's what makes us brothers and sisters through Christ and also through life. We've all been through some things. We all got our stories. But again, your time has come. Verse 13 says, Brother, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. What am I saying? Paul said, don't count yourself out. Church, no matter what you're going through, never. Never, never give up. Don't never count yourself out. On anything that you do, do not count yourself out. I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's in sports. I don't care if it's in ministry. Never count yourself out. Because God has your plan for you. He has your steps for you. He has your calling for you. I don't care who is not backing you. Your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your family members, your co-workers. Don't never count yourself out. Yeah. And I know I'm speaking to somebody in here because you're getting up. You've been there. We've all been there. And the kids got us in a position that we don't have anything. We try to tell them what to do with it. Just... <laughs> You feel like this, we are at our wits end. Don't count yourself out. They're going to get it. One way or another, they're going to get it. So we need to stop letting our past control our future. He said, I do forgetting those things which are behind me. Saints, behind you. Do not let your past control your future. And we're doing that. Our past, our past is what? Behind us. You need to start telling yourself that. Our past is behind us. So many of us are caught up in the past, in past relationships, in past family grief. Church, we gotta let it go. There is no reason to hold on to the same crap that happened five years ago, ten years ago, let alone even yesterday. There's no need to hold on to it. It ain't doing nothing but making you sick. 
in the past month, I lost a little cousin, an aunt, a co-worker, two church members, and for religious families, Carol. There's a lot of dead. One of our church going members passed away yesterday. We're not getting no younger. The past is behind us. Whatever somebody done to you, forgive them. Thank them. Because all they did is make you stronger. You see how I came in full circle when I've been talking about from people. Thank you. Because all it's doing is going to come back in full circle. No matter what they did to you. You gotta let it go. Stop letting your past haunt you. It steals your joy. It causes you pain, heartache. I mean stress. I mean stress. The past is hurting you. Your body will not take no more. Let it go. Whatever you got in your past, I pray that you let it go. I pray that you learn to forgive. Again, I'm not perfect, perfect, and I'm not judging. Don't judge me. We can't judge each other. But I'm asking you to put your trust in Lord. Forgive. I didn't say forgive. One thing, don't forget. He didn't say forgive. He said forgive. Reaching forward to those things which are at hand. Like I said, Paul wrote it best. Why are you clouding yourself with the stuff that happened in the past when your future is here? Don't stay here if your future is here. So you reach towards those goals. You ready to graduate school? Graduate school to the best of your ability. If you want that new promotion, get that promotion to the best of your ability. If you want to do something in church to make yourself greater, to be a better servant, reach forward. How many of us fail to realize that we are holding ourselves back? We are holding our own blessings back. Your blessings is right in front of you. And you are the one that's holding back. As I said, said earlier, press on, press on. Let those haters hate. Reach for your goals. Reach for happiness. Reach for your happiness. You're the only one that's holding your blessings back. One more your relationship with God. Whatever happened to you in your past, in your relationship, and you think God, you ask God why, He didn't feel you. He's making you a better person for the next person. 
So if you haven't let it go, you let it go. It will affect your relationship with God. It will affect, it will affect your life with God. It will affect your whole life with God. Matthew 18 and 22 says, Jesus said unto him, I do not say to you, up to seven times, but up to seventy times. So you look at it and you say, how many times am I supposed to forgive this person that hurt me? How many times, saints? Is it a number? Because I'm about to ask, how many times do I have to forgive you? <laughs> so if you put a number on it, I'm going to think, if you say you're a child of God, you want to be like God, you can't put a number on how many times you forgive a person. And like I said, you never forget. But you always remember to forgive it. We don't have long. We don't know when that minute, that hour, or those seconds will come. You can walk right outside that door and be your last friend walking inside the So I'm here to urge everyone to learn to forgive. And I keep coming to me to say, forgive, forgive. Because even though we want to be hard-headed, God is telling you to forgive. No matter what they did to you in your past. Somebody who you ain't talked to in years. Talk to them. Don't wait until that last day until you have to see them inside that castle. But then it's too late. So strive to be better people. Strive to be a better servant. Strive to be a better parent. Strive to be a better friend. Yeah. Yeah. So. By being a bigger person and forgiving. I told you I wasn't going to be long. Not long winded. Let's bring it home, like I said. So I'm going to go through these last five things. Let's see, we went through, be happy for what God has blessed you. You want to write something down, write this down. Be happy for what God has blessed you with. When you're combined and, combined and full of grief, pray and be happy. Trust in the Lord with all your problems. Not man. Trust in the Lord with all your problems. Don't stay in the past. Forgive. Reach for your blessing. Lastly, verse 14 says, I press towards the goal. <laughs> I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God is Christ Jesus. I press towards the goal. With those five things that I gave you, you should help you get to your prize. The ultimate prize is when you walk out of here, when you go to bed at night, you say that last prayer. The ultimate goal is you don't wake up until you be in heaven. 
Press toward the goal, saints. Ultimately, the word of God will be your guide. Press forward. Press on, press on, to your top. Press on, press on, towards that goal. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, for this congregation. 
for my family, for the pastor and his family. I thank you, Lord, for just giving us this this day. Give us the word, your words, to learn to forgive and to remember that we cannot make it without you. So I thank you, Lord, for just this day. I, I can't say why I'm just thanking, thanking you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I hope I told Jesus that I will make to spirits at ease in Jesus. We have heard the word that you give me to them. I thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank God. Once again, thank you so much, Associate Minister Tate, for all that you've done. You have delivered the word. Uh, obviously, you understand nobody can take it. But God gives us free. And if you want to show on behalf of the
one follows the imprints of the system. So we're asking all members that are able to come to come and share that one ministry. Amen? Amen. And, and, and uh, I guess we're still in that Any other announcements? Got it? Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, got it? Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there is already a plan in place for we want to um, continue to restock, bring in the green beans and corn and whatever.